as a teacher, what is the thing you always want more of? Time, right? So today I invited Lauren Ellis onto the show to share a few tips on how we can easily systematize things in our classroom to allow us to work more efficiently while saving time and energy for the things that matter most. Let's get started. Welcome to Solving for the Undefined podcast. I'm your host, Johanna, founder of Miss Kuiper's Classroom, the place that equips teachers in creating a healthy math classroom where students can thrive, no matter their academic abilities. But it's not always about the numbers, and that's why I'm here, bringing you the formulas to solve your problems, math and otherwise, plus strategies on cultivating that necessary math mindset. And that's what you can count on. All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode. Today, we are joined by Lauren to share everything about using Google in your classroom. Welcome. Hi. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am in year tier 10 of my education career. Um, I spent my first nine years in um, the secondary math world and was a teacher. Um, And just recently this past year, I have transitioned to the administrative side of things. And I am now um, an elementary assistant principal. Um, And so I've got a lot of, you know, range of diversity with my experience. And I have learned a lot um, this year, but especially over my last nine years of just What does education look like? Um, And now getting to do it from the elementary world has been super, super cool. Very humbling every day, um, but really, really cool. What do you find is like the biggest difference between like the elementary world and like the secondary world for teachers? I truly thought it would be the kids. Um, But I, as if you're a secondary person, you know that our kids um, are just little kids in a big kid's body. Um, And so it's not been that. Mine has been the teachers of just the different personalities between elementary and high school. Um, And it's not been a bad thing, but I feel like I had prepared so much for the kid part of it and was like, you know, yeah, like hyping myself up and didn't even give thought to um, the teacher side of things and just how different um, teachers do things. You know, the same activities you do in high school, you don't do in elementary Um, I feel like both of them can learn from one another. I feel like we can take some things from the elementary world and apply it to high school. And I feel like we can um, do some things from the high school for elementary. But I would say teaching teachers have been my biggest jolt of and trying to teach a kid to read like, whoa, I have not learned how to read in, you know, (laughs) 27 years. (laughs) So going in there, they're like, Miss Ellis, do you want to read? And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know how to spell things out. Like, <laughs> yeah. so it's fine. I've had to learn a lot, but um, huge differences, but not at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. I guess it makes sense though, because as a, a math, an eighth grade math teacher, I literally would probably die if you asked me to take on kindergarten. But some of my friends who are kindergartner teachers or kindergarten teachers would, they're like, no, never. I will never step foot into a middle school ever. So it makes sense that the personalities and stuff would be different between elementary and middle school. Because it takes a very special person to be a middle school teacher. And I did it for a year and said, um, if I have to do this again, I may not be a teacher. So, <laughs> um, I really thought my first administrative job was going to be middle school because like jokes on you. 
Um, and so when I got elementary, I was like, yay! <laughs> it's, you know, mad, mad props to the middle school people because it is a whole different, I don't even know the word, it's a whole different realm of education. That The first day I walked in and I had bus duty, I truly have never felt more awkward in my entire life. And that's still to date that I felt every bit of those emotions and the hormones. Like it just was <laughs> overwhelming. That is um, crazy. It's a lot. Oh, eighth graders. Huh. Uh, yeah. And, and they grow up and they're so great. And it's so, that's the cool part of high school that I miss is that you getting to see them, you know, cause fresh, I taught freshmen for a minute and they're still kind of like eighth graders. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But by the time they got to their senior year and they had grown up and they were these productive citizens and they were, you know, talking about their goals, like, oh gosh, it's so cool. So, so cool. That is awesome. I guess that's one thing I miss because as I teach eighth graders, so I don't get to see them the next mm-hmm. year unless yeah. they come back to visit. And so I miss that that growth piece. So always in my mind, there's still those little mm-hmm. eighth graders. And they come back with these deep voices and like these, like, you know, they've matured and you're like, oh my gosh, you're not like 14 anymore. <laughs> you I know, know. Like you're almost a whole adult, you know, but it's favorite part of education is seeing a kid grow up and, you know, seeing them what they once struggled with. Now they're, they mm-hmm. figured it out. And like, you had some part in that. Yeah. You know, and it's a cool, not that I, you did it all or anything like that, but just that you get to see them overcome challenges that they weren't even sure that they were going to overcome and they do. And it's just, oh, it's my favorite. Yeah. That's the best part about being a teacher. Truth. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So one thing that you are really passionate about is all things Google. So what started or what sparked that interest in maximizing your skills in all things Google? So I am a super, super organized person and I, you know, you have in your brain the way you want to do things and you're like, I know that this can somehow be tweaked. Um, And so I had spent so many hours just trying to figure out like one workaround for something or how do you do this or how can I make this work to fit my needs? Like, I love that resources other people create but it wasn't for my kids. You know, like I had my own ideas. I knew who they were and you can always tweak stuff. Like the teacher entrepreneur world is fantastic. Um, But I think people have different ways to do things. And I knew that I wanted to do it differently. Um, And so really, really trying to figure out like, how can I make these things work for me was super important. Um, And I transitioned from a new district. And before that I was a Microsoft Um, And so, and I love some Microsoft back then. Like I, then I came to my new district and I hated it. I hated Google. I was like, why would we do this? Why don't we not have access? You know, I was so upset. And so I was like, well, I can either get on board or not. Um, And realized, oh my gosh, what have I been missing out on? You know, and just realizing that Microsoft is great and office products are fantastic. But Google is so much more user-friendly and it's so much more accessible for everybody versus just like a small population of people. Mm -hmm. And so realizing that if people just had access to this and knew what to do and like just knew this little trick or knew this workaround, how much they could use it to their benefit and to get them organized and to save time. And so all the hours that I wish I could get back 
Um, but it has really helped me help others and teach them these things and to make their life easier. And it's mm-hmm. like, it kind of just like a weight is left off. I'm like, well, that was easy. If that's all I had to do to help you, like I should have done this weeks ago. <laughs> you know? um, but I believe that Google products can truly ease your life and can make it more simplified versus it's not all the bells and whistles and it's not, you don't have to have some in-depth knowledge. It takes a little bit of knowledge and you can do a lot with it. Mm. So tell us some of those ways that you have used Google to simplify things in your classroom. So as an educator, and even now, I literally don't know that I go minutes of my day without using it where it's gmail you know it's always on my phone um or it's on our computers as well because that's what we use but i also use it in my personal life as well um again i'm super organized and so you start off with drive and if you have all these resources that you're either buying or you're creating you need a place to store them um and fun fact my district um just got hacked And so we have had to completely transition to, we can no longer bring personal devices and it's, we weren't even allowed to use a device for a minute um, because we were trying to, you know, get the security and whatnot back in order. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? So I have like my Google docs and my Google drive apps on my phone that I was still able to like work with and I would be able to come home and I wasn't having to like redo all this work. It had synced for it. Um, and so then like Google Sheets, I love a self-checking activity as a math person, you know, mm-hmm. um, one thing to help motivate kids is that they know they got the answer right or wrong and they get that immediate feedback. And so being able to do um, those self-checking activities within Google Sheets or it's also 2023, you know, we've moved to the, the digital age of things. And so my grade book, again, I had it accessible Um, on my desktop, but I also had it accessible on my um, laptop. And there was no having to worry about syncing or things being lost. It took me three times of having my entire drive wiped out. Because again, I was still determined to be a Microsoft girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, we are gonna, we're gonna die on this hill. And I had my computer wiped three different times. And I still didn't learn after the first time. And I still didn't learn after the second time. And finally, the third time, I was like, why am I not putting stuff on my drive, you know, like, Uh so whenever things got deleted, I still had it all in one place. Um, And then obviously Chrome with all the different extensions and stuff that they have, it just makes life easier. Um, Google forms, being able to do escape rooms and being able to do testing quizzes, being able to do like your parent communication log, having all again, organization. I love it so much. And so being able to have all this in one spot, sites was really big for me so I had like a parent portal and a student portal and so they already knew like where they needed to go for anything and everything um trying to train your kids to like whenever you don't change things and like you know this is your habit this is your routine and I they knew to go here every single time and find what they needed but also parents too if they knew to go to my parent portal they could either email me from there they could check grades from there um they could see what we're supposed to be doing it had calendars it had everything that they needed and it was no longer that parents would say well I didn't know giving that to them the very like legit the first day of school a lot of parents were very thankful of hey thank you for keeping me in the loop you know as secondary people I feel like 
and again, elementary world, like they are super, super involved. And people mm-hmm. think when you go to high school, they don't really care. I don't know that it's that, but I don't know that they know how to be involved because we go from, you have like class dojo all the time and you have full accessibility to your teacher. So we don't have that anymore. They do want to be involved and this gives them the opportunity. They don't maybe know what to ask, but you having it all laid out for them does give the opportunity to ask, you know, and they're able to see what's going on. One thing that I am learning about is I have a very diverse school right now. There's a lot of different languages that are spoken at my school and I'm only fluent in English. I'm learning Spanish, but it is, you know, it's not my first language. And so it is difficult to learn as an adult. And so like Google Translate, I'm able to take a picture of a, like a flyer that I need translated and it automatically does it for me and I can send it to those parents that need it. And so it really is an accessibility thing that there's a tool for everything and it can seem overwhelming, but you can make it work for you. And so slides for presentations are obviously, I love pretty things. Pretty things motivate me. If it's not pretty, I really don't want anything to do with it, (laughs) you know? And so that is just the, the core of who I am, good and bad. And so making it fun and interactive, but you can also do a choice board. Um, One thing that I was super passionate about in the classroom was an interactive notebook. I think curriculums are great, but I feel like I knew my students better than a textbook. And so we may not need to go in this order, you know, and how old were textbooks too? You know, we haven't had a new one in five years. A lot has happened in five years. And so I had a Google um, slide interactive notebook that I could update from my end. Because if I want to change something on a Monday, you know, you have a great plan starting Monday. But then Wednesday, you're like, ah, this isn't right. We got to fix things. I could update it and it automatically update to theirs. And so is it work on the front end? Yes. But there are so many things you can do to open doors for every kid. And so that was what I'm still passionate about is giving everybody an opportunity to learn um, and how Google can do that so easily. And it's not that hard either. That is so cool. I feel like you shared so much information about some tools that I don't even use yet. Like um, I'd never considered using Google Slides as an interactive notebook. But I know what you're talking about of how when you update yours, it updates others. Mm -hmm. Because that's how they do it for like our our staff PD notebook. (laughs) So I think that is so cool that that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. That is mind-blowing. And it's not hard. You know, like, I'm a big person of, like, I want it to be efficient and effective. And so I'm going to spend time doing one or the other. You know, and so, yeah, I can spend 20 minutes on the front end. But it's going to save me time on the back end of, you know, answering questions that they already have from the get-go and making resources was super important because I could kind of troubleshoot those questions. And if they chose this answer, I knew why and knew how to change that train of thought. And so I feel like educators are spending so much time doing different workarounds that we can customize it to our kids and make it easier. Mm-hmm. So which way are, a big question is like, which way are you going to use your time? You know, and it's, it's going to be dealt with no matter what. So what do I want to do with it and how do I want to use it? Mm-hmm. And that's a, a great point too, because as teachers, we have such limited time mm-hmm. because we are asked to do so much and we have so much we want to do. Mm-hmm. So anytime, anytime we can save time is going to be a, a good deal. 
And that's, I think that seconds turn into minutes, minutes turn into hours, and hours turn into days. And so anywhere where we can save time, I'm going to take full advantage of it, you know, because mm-hmm. I, it's going to come back eventually. But how can we make it work for us, too, in the process and not like kill ourselves trying to do it either? You know, like, how can I make something just a tad bit simpler so that my quality of life is also better? And that is kind of like the perfect segue into one of my favorite things that you talk about. It, uh, you shared this, I think, back last year when we were making our opt-ins, mm-hmm. and it has been a game changer. So can you tell us about Autocrat and break it down for us? Oh my gosh, Autocrat um, I, is like one of the best kept secrets, because that's another thing with Google. There's a lot within it, you know, and like it can get really overwhelming. And that's a huge thing. Like if I feel overwhelmed, like I'm going to go into my shell. And so there are tens of thousands Google extensions. And so Autocrat is, you know, not at the top of the list, but it should be. Um, So I don't know if you're familiar with like mail merge, like circa like 2000-ish era. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is what it has um, evolved to be. It's Autocrat is more, I'm trying to think of the word, it is more updated. And so it is a way that you can automate the creation and sharing of personalized documents. And so that document can be a certificate. It can be a letter. It can be an email. It can be a PDF. It can be a picture. It can be so many different things. It really is whatever you want to automate within your classroom, you can do. And so um, there are two ways you can do it. You can start off with a Google form. And then whenever I press the submit button, it can generate whatever document I want it to be. And so um, some things that I did um, and still do, um, but I'm trying to keep it classroom. Um, So for my PST or RTI, so kind of like your MTSS process before you referrals and all that it's a lot of paperwork and it's a lot of things that you have to check off and so having this google form um to where like i would fill in student information and what teachers needed to know and here is our plan i could press submit and it would disperse to who all i needed it to and this plan is written for me it wasn't handwritten it was on everybody's drive it was in an email and it was saved and i feel like for anything like me, you go back, you look at their emails, like, I know that I sent this. Like, and paper is great. I'm a hardcore paper planner girl. But when it comes to documents and stuff and like school things, I need to have it accessible at all times. And paper doesn't allow me to do that. Um, and so being able to push that out and have access to it and have others have access to it, we were able to streamline a lot of processes and save so much time because everybody had it at their fingertips. Mm. And then obviously a battle that I face still is grades and attendance. And so we are constantly trying um, to make sure our parents are aware. We give them many avenues of being aware of both of those. And so if a kid dropped below a certain grade level, not grade level, if they drop below a certain grade in my grade book, it's going to pop up a color. And I knew like, hey, I need to go fill out my Google form. And it's going to trigger a response to these parents and they're going to know exactly of what their grade is, what how many absences they've had, how many tardies they've had. And they know that. And it's not me having to type out all these different emails. It's just taking 17 seconds to fill something in 
and it's done for you. Um, and so again, it's things that we have to do and it already keeps a documentation log for you. Like, hey, when did you email this parent or when did you talk to this parent? It's all right there for me. And it's there is no double the work. It's not I'm having to fill out a letter and go back and do this. I submit one Google form and it does it all for me. I think my biggest game changer was just realizing I can take things off my plate and I can cut down something that takes me 15 minutes. It can now take me three and I can be done a whole lot sooner. Certificates, uh, again, pre-things really, really motivate me and I love a certificate. A set of story I have about a certificate is I had a kid, because it was seven years ago, who he slept in my class and we, oh my gosh, it was the end of the day. Um, it's freshman and we love freshmen, but oh my gosh, freshman at 2.30, it, it's tough. And we just were not on the same page to begin with. And we finally got on the same page and he was my most improved student. And at the end of the year, we did like an awards day and he got, he, you know, I'm like, we had this student in our class, you know, and just hyping it up. Like he has, you know, he was not doing his work at the beginning, but now he has busted out and like, he has grown this much, you know, saying that and he said, I was sitting there thinking to myself, who could she be talking about? And I said his name and I truly wish in that moment I could capture what his face was and just how much of a difference that made. And he told everybody he knew. And he came back a few years later. He said, you know, that certificate is still on my wall. And so, yeah, it seems silly, but something that I could literally press one Google form button with and fill in their name and like a happy and give and print off and give it to them. And it sticks with that child. Like, I could have, you know, given a speech, you know, there's a lot of things I can do in its place, but that took me a minute and a half and it stuck with him. Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's not just about like our processes. Like we are obviously doing our work because we believe in kids and their potential. So that one little thing could also help with relationship building too. Crazy how one thing called autocrat can make such a huge difference and mm -hmm. not only for us in time, but also impact kids in such a positive way and again that's not like a oh my gosh I did this I just again small things that have big benefits and big rewards and big impacts that's an easy thing for me to do that I can you know take a second to do and it make a difference mm -hmm. you know so I'm all about big bang for your buck like let me get a lot from it so yes I agree I'm interrupting today's episode to ask you a vital question. Do you have the tools in your classroom for student success? Well, wonder no more because I have a way for you to check your work. My new guide, Seven Math Teacher Must-Haves for Student Success, has the top seven items you need in your classroom. From classroom staples to manipulatives that are often missed, this checklist will ensure that your students have a successful school year. Additionally, each item shows the best budget and splurge options. Download the seven math teacher must-haves for student success after listening to today's episode by going to misskuyper.com slash guide. So what other hidden gems are there about Google that we could use in our classroom? Again, organization is huge for me because, I feel, again, we're asked to do a ton um, and I see that from both sides now. Like there are times I ask teachers to do stuff and I'm like, I am so sorry. Like I know that this is one more thing on your plate, but we have to do it, you know, and that's the unfortunate part of it. And so 
I wish that people knew that you could customize it to your liking and you can make it fit. And it's not hard. You know, it takes five minutes of setting up and then it's done. I feel like Google Sheets is super popular right now. We've had, um, we know some people who have launched and who've done really well with sheet courses because it is an incredible tool, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But I would say my organization, Heart, loves Google Keep. It is like a electronic post-it note and I'm able to sync it from my phone, from my computer, from anywhere. And so like all these brain dumps, if you're anything like me, like your mind is going 90 to nothing. Uh, And I'm not always at my computer. Obviously, I've not been able to use my computer at school for a few days, um, weeks actually. And so my brain's still going, but I have the Google Keep app on my phone and I'm able to jot stuff down and it syncs over everywhere. And within every single Google product, there's like a sidebar that I'm able to pop it up and I can see it. And so it's, I can see it across everything at one time. And so all these things that I've thought that I'll look back at my stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a really great idea. And I have not remembered it since then. <laughs> like, you know, I wish that I had more real estate space in my brain sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just being able to like dump it and get it out and being able to move on to the next thing. And then whenever I do have a second to go back, I'm able to still have that. And it's not a completely fleeting thought, you know, it's back in my forefront. And so A, it keeps you organized, but also it gives you a chance to like breathe and get it off your plate. I don't, I don't know if you're like me where if I can just get it down, I feel better, you know, like it, not that it's done and there is still another action part to that, but then I'm done. And I've, you know, I've, I've at least written it down. I know I'm going to come back to it. Um, That that is super helpful just for my mental health in my mental space um, that I can still keep it all organized. I can move it around. I can copy and paste to another one and I can set like reminders on it too. So again, I'm super bad about remembering stuff, but it can send me an alert that, Hey, this needs to be done and I don't have to worry about it again. Oh, I love Google keep. That sounds awesome. Cause if you could see my, my desk, it is like covered <laughs> in post-it notes. So I am definitely going to check out Google keep. Cause I didn't know about it. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it did. Yes. So now I'm going to be so organized. I'm going to get so much done because I'm very can... similar to you of if once I write it down, like I don't have to keep it in my brain mm-hmm. anymore because it's remembered for me elsewhere. Yes. But then I get lost in the field of all my post-it notes. So and here's what you can do. You can color code it. So like blue is business because it's my favorite color. And so like blue business bees, we got it going on. My pink is my school. And so I know that anything on pink is going to be done. And like, you're able to prioritize it. And like, you can color like the font too. Like it is truly my brain on a computer screen. And so I pre- like, it's got a million things going, you know, and I don't have to keep it confined to like a three by three space and it can, I am not killing tree trees either, which is like, you know, I'm not as, passionate about that as I should be but if I think about like oh my gosh I wrote I know I have that written down at home you know Mm -hmm. because I do have sticky notes on my computer monitor here too but I can't always see that but I can see it if I write down on my phone because it syncs everywhere and so that also helps my like little bit of anxiety of like oh my gosh do I have that written down and then I have four sticky notes 
with the same thing written down in uh-huh. a different form. Like it's the same thing. Um, so I, it's so great. So, so great. And it's like a Google extension. Um, so like a Google Chrome extension, so you can have it literally everywhere. That's amazing. I'm so excited to dive into that and do more with it. So thank you for sharing that. That Absolutely. That's probably my biggest takeaway from our episode today. Yes, I love it. And that's I was talking to somebody else. They're like, Google Keep? I'm like, why does nobody else know? That? Like, what? And so that's when we were talking. I'm like, I wonder if other people know about it. Like, you know, it's, and there's a ton of Google products, you know. And so, again, mm-hmm. things can get very, very easily lost. But, oh, my gosh, if you love a Post-it note, you should check it out. I will. So we have talked a lot about of things of Google. We've talked about Google Sheets, Google Slides, Autocrat, Google Keep. So all of this is a lot of information. So what other resources can teachers have to learn more? So um, I have two freebies that um, one of them is specifically about Autocrat. And I go ahead and give you templates that you can use. So there is a certificate template. There is an attendance letter. Um, there's all different kinds of things within that one. And so you can check that out. I also have my top 10 Google Chrome extensions that have um, I have found to be the most productive and the best that I just keep going back to over and over again so that you can save some time. Um, I also have a course. It is called Techie Educator U, and it goes through um, all these Google products and more that we've just talked about that dives in of what does each button do, but also how can you use it within your classroom to fit your needs so that you can get organized and at the same time save time um, so that you can focus on other things. Obviously, we're more than just educators and there's a lot happening with us. You know, we're, I had a kid tell me one time, you don't sleep at the school? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, he was astounded. He was like, I was like, you know, like, I have a first name, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a whole human. You know, like, this is a huge part of my life and I love it. But I, I like go home in a little while, you know. That's so cute. And the, bless them. They are, again, I don't understand how I could love doing anything more because of things I hear like this every day. But it tells you everything that you could possibly do and stuff that I've learned along the way. Um, so there are Google certification trainings and there are different things. But I feel like educators kind of looked over in that of really how can I specialize to what I need um, in a time where there's a plethora of information, being able to take something that's specifically designed for you, I think is super important because we don't have time to research for hours. You know, we're just mm-hmm. not in that day and age anymore to where, you know, time is is the most important thing I think that we can give ourselves. And so learning how to use it for your needs is super important. Yeah. Those are some great resources. I definitely recommend the one about Autocrat. That's where I learned about it. And I use it for sending emails because parent communication was not my strong suit. But yes. I can't say that anymore because yes. I've done some it. amazing streamlining stuff. Yes. All right. So as we're kind of wrapping up today's episode, was there anything else Google related that you wanted to share that we haven't chatted about yet? I don't think so. I think that if you were like me seven years ago and you are like, oh, I don't need one more thing or like it cannot be great, like just give it a shot. Um, and you, you very much could hate it. I don't think that you will, but I had somebody talk about, you know, I'm a Microsoft school 
totally fine, but also how can you refine it for your personal life too? You know, there are some things that if you could save time in your personal life, it could give some more time to education. If you, you know, there would be a balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think just giving it a shot and seeing like, what is the hype about? Because there is a real one. Mm -hmm. And it's free. Yeah. Might as well try it. And that's what I'm like. We have such phenomenal things at our fingertips that like, I don't have to pay a 999 monthly subscription. Like it's free. And it, oh gosh, yes. We love, I love free stuff. It is one of my love languages. <laughs> um, and so I'm very passionate about free. And so something that can save me time and it's free and I'm not to pay for it. Like how much stuff do we pay for to help simplify our life? No shame in that. Cause I do have monthly subscriptions. But this could be a free part of it, you know, that could help. Yes, agreed. Anything free is definitely for me. Yes, yes. That is- <laughs> I'm glad you loved that. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. I, that is like t-shirt worthy. I feel like that's going to be like the next slogan I see on a shirt. Like, yes. that is me. And oh. they definitely found it here on this podcast for oh. sure. <laughs> All right. So I ask this in every interview that I do. What is your favorite math related joke or pun? So one of my most favorite things is a joke. And I have my high school math teacher used to sell us Laffy Taffy jokes. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is probably my most favorite question I've ever been asked in my life, just so we're clear. <laughs> um, because this is my time to shine. Like this is every corny joke I've ever told. This is it. So my personal favorite is what did the acorn say when it grew up? I've never heard this one. What does it say? Geometry. Oh my gosh. I've never heard that. That is so good. Geometry. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. I, oh man. I could, I'm literally crying. And I probably a definition of a, a corny joke right there. That is. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I love math related jokes. They're it's so, so good. great. And there's just a special kind of humor in it. And mm-hmm. gosh, it's so great. It's my, my kids will look at me like another one. I'm like, and you got to laugh. So mm-hmm. guess what? Go ahead and get your fake laughs on. Yep. Let's go. Exactly. One of our, our math teachers at my school is very into like dad jokes and we got a new bulletin board in the math hallway. And so he decided to take it over and it is full of like math jokes and puns. It is literally the best. Do you smile every day when you walk by? I do. I do. Can you send me a picture of that? Yes. I will take a picture tomorrow. Oh my gosh. That would brighten my, literally brighten (laughs) my day. Like. Oh my gosh. I think that jokes are so needed and oh, oh my gosh. I I think that might be my next bulletin board. Like, yes. Oh that my is a gosh. part I miss of like the, the teacher world is doing a bulletin board. So like I could, I could do that. Yeah. I'll send yes. you some inspiration. Yes. Yes. All right. Tell people where they can find you. So you can find me at my website and it's laurenellis.org or you can find me on Instagram at laurenellis underscore move like M-O-O-V-E into math. I'm telling you, I love a good fun. Like I love cows. They're my favorite animals. Like this truly just depicts who I am as a person. Fine. 
And I would love to connect with you. If you um, have questions about anything Google or you have a way that you use it in your classroom that I didn't mention that you think others should know about, please let me know that because I'm constantly learning things um, and trying to evolve in a better educator so that I can help others as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your expertise on all things Google. Thank you so much for having me. This was incredible. Yes, indeed. And with that, I'll calculator. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. To find all the links and resources to things talked about in this episode, head on over to MissKuypersClassroom.com and click on podcast.